Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Matthew Chutung. Chutchi. Coming to you now is the Climate Buddha, the 27th of June, 2019. Although the Facebook feeds that give the Climate Buddha its basic knowledge of abrupt climate change have been relatively consistent as of late, uh, there has been one notable exception in that Guy McPherson had an opportunity to speak in front of a council and uh, to state on the public record what his view of the current climate situation is. That testimony was pretty straightforward and damning. There was not any, um, any compassion for humanity. It was simply the truth. This is the unbridled truth. We are not going to sugarcoat it to protect your feelings. We're not going to have compassion for how your kids are going to feel about this news. We are simply going to tell you the truth. So Guy McPherson took his time, effort, and energy, and spoke. And some of the things that he said during that meeting were unequivocally uh, and without doubt and fully clear that we are headed for danger, according to this man. And we're headed for it quickly. One of the favorite metrics that some of us follow, including Guy McPherson, is the Arctic sea ice extent. The Blue Ocean event is the subject matter of one of the Climate Buddha's other uh, podcasts. The Blue Ocean event, the idea that the Arctic will then turn from the color white to the color sea gray. So what will happen to all those long wave radiation What's going to happen to all of those infrared sunshine beams? What's going to happen to all of the light hitting that gray water instead of that bright, shiny, white ice and snow? This simple physics question is a question that, of course, has been looked into, and there's no good news. There's simply no good news. The loss of albedo, the heating of the Arctic, the loss of the ice in general, the loss of the jet stream as a result of the loss of the ice, the changes in the weather patterns, the changes in the climate are abruptly changing. And this is one of those mechanisms that can cause the climate to abruptly change. The loss of sea ice in the Arctic was predicted many years ago by scholarly papers that said, based on our projections of CO2, and temperature increase as a result of CO2, we're going to lose the Arctic. Well, they were right. We may lose it this year. We may not lose it all. But there's no doubt that the trend is for the Arctic to, uh, to melt. And that melting process, the Arctic's eventual shiny big blue ocean, will probably lead to a catastrophic series of events for most of civilization. These connections of massive changes in climate, massive increases in worldwide average temperature, 
will just not bode well for for things to grow. It just won't bode well for the things that eat the things that grow. The entire food chain is going to be disrupted in every single biosphere on the planet. There's going to be a change as a result of all of this heat that's going to be coming out of the blue ocean. So Guy McPherson gets in front of the city council in New York, discusses the environmental impact of climate change, the economic impact of climate change, and tells it unvarnished like it is. We're heading for massive increases in temperature in a short period of time. Life doesn't adapt quickly to that. We're facing tragic consequences. These consequences are going to involve the destabilization of populations, the destabilization of civilization itself, our supply lines and all of the methods and the techniques that we humans use to keep our civilization going are going to be under stress. The term hospice has been used to understand the emotions of this. The timing and when this actually occurs, when will this affect your neck of the woods, your neighborhood where you can say, I am a climate change affected refugee person, individual. May not have hit your neck of the woods yet, but it's already hit the neck of the woods for, for huge swaths of the population. Right now there's record temperatures in Europe. There were record temperatures in Australia. And I told all my friends in the Southern Hemisphere, the temperature increase has been so, so much that our friends down in Australia and New Zealand had world record temperatures. Well, there are world record temperatures going on right now in, in Europe. It's only a matter of time before world record temperatures hit North America. World record temperatures just don't bode well for things that grow. Civilization does not like extraordinarily high temperatures. Florida, with its reliance on air conditioning and its knowledge of air conditioning, is ill-equipped for 120 degree days. It gets hot in Florida, but it doesn't get 120. We just had a heat index of 110 and 112 degrees in the Tampa Bay area. That's the first time I remember seeing that. I lived here now for over 20 years. These weather anomalies are not just random perturbations of natural cycles. These are driven by a tremendous increase and the pollution that we put in the atmosphere. This tremendous increase of pollution in the atmosphere does two things. It heats up the planet and it cools the planet. Turns out there's a particular type of pollution that reflects sun back. These aerosols reflect sun back so that they're, these aerosols cool the planet. And it also turns out that aerosol-laden clouds have all sorts of different reflective qualities that non-aerosol-laden clouds do. So we've underestimated the amount of aerosol masking effect within because of the, the impact that it's had on cloud cover. Science is still trying to figure out this physics experiment, but it doesn't bode well. Currently, we're about 1.75 degrees over industrial baseline and worldwide average temperature. If 
1.75 has destroyed your neighborhood, then that was enough temperature increase to destroy your neighborhood. But it turns out that there is at least a degree or more of worldwide temperature that's locked up in the aerosol masking of our pollution that's cooling the planet. Some estimates have been much higher. All of the estimates say that the full realization of this increased heat will happen within three to six weeks of all the aerosols dropping out of the atmosphere. For instance, if all flights were grounded, all coal plants shut down, all major industries stopped producing the things that they produce, all of these efforts in an attempt to decarbonize our economy will heat the planet up quicker and immediate and wreak havoc on our populations, havoc on our ecosystems. What's the solution to this problem? The solution to the problem is to take care of everybody. Everything. Everything alive now has tremendous value. One more story of animal agriculture. Culling millions of their flocks for disease and various reasons. Have we heard enough? Can we move beyond the insanity of eating our pets? So, turns out that there are many industries that have a tremendous environmental impact. And thoughts of reducing that environmental impact as a result of climate change are just as valid before abrupt climate change as they will be after. But figuring out how to decarbonize our economy and in an intelligent way to maximize the chances of our survival is the only project that we have. Dealing with climate change, dealing with nuclear power plants in the face of sea level rise, dealing with those two things and those two things alone is enough. We have to stop men's games. Everybody is functioning in some sort of game matrix. It's all set up that way. And our political system is gamed. It's rigged. Our economic system is gamed. It's rigged. All of these systems that are rigged and gamed mean that all of us working within them are part of the rigged and gamed system. Taking care of all living beings. Making sure that what you're doing is directly benefiting the cause of dealing with abrupt climate change and the consequences to all living beings. This is a spiritual quest beyond practical nature of what it is. How? How do we deal with the emotions of this challenge as we realize that the environment is not going to get better and that the time tick, tick, tick that we have to fight this according to Harvard is five years. These time frames to fight this battle have no time for delay. Hashtag instant radical change. 
means that we got to set a date to change. In case you're wondering why, look out your window because at the time of universal alignment, everybody will know that the climate has changed. Everybody will know that we need to do something about it. Instant radical change says at that time, we'll do something about it. Instant radical change is not a pipe dream. It's a technocratic, technological challenge of organization of all of humanity for the benefit of all of humanity. It's a realization that our economic systems and all the other games that we've been using to run everything are ill-adapted for a climate that is changing so radically, where life itself is precious. Survival. How many days of 120 degree heat do you want to survive in? Keeping people motivated, happy, and functioning during these crises after crises. What is that? That is a tremendous amount of societal stress. A tremendous amount of existential, philosophical, fighting the nihilistic. All of the questions of humanity come to bear. All of the questions of humanity. It's responsibility for life itself need to be answered now. It's no longer a game. It's time to grow up. It's time to use what we've built, thought of, and accomplished so that everyone can work together for the benefit of all living beings. Hashtag distribute power says that we probably aren't going to be able to do this with concentrations of power in the hands of the few. How many times have you heard one person say that their policy is going to be the policy of the land. Sometimes you agree with it, sometimes you don't, but in no times did you actually have a say in the policy. Evidence is that our political system simply has no mechanism for the voters to actually have a say in the creation of policy. What we do, what we choose to do, who do we go to war with, how we act towards other countries. All these are policy-based decisions. Through distribute power mechanisms, we'll have a multiple location voting system. It's called your, your computer. We'll have a multiple location voting system where everybody's participation in their lives becomes complete. That policies for their local community, national community can be voted on in an educated way. The end of all TV news. The end of all propaganda as entertainment. The end of all mainstream media's normal function of controlling the democracy through its bias is no longer necessary. The only things that are qualified to comment on public policy currently are state schools. If every evening news was handed over to the state schools and they said, what does the smartest people in our state have to say about what's important news? Let's hear what they have to say and let us vote on what they do and how they do it. So we have participation in our media exposure. 
until all of this comes to bear. We're in precarious times. With concentrations of power making decision after decision that has anybody with any intellect thought that any of the decisions that have come out of our local and national governments have been 100% correct. Has anybody ever thought that? What if you knew that the decision that was being made was incorrect and was against what you thought, but you participated in it? You tried. You voted. You made an effort. You realized that it wasn't right, but you have to do what's right, which is cooperate and not compete. Hashtag competitive enlightenment says there's a new way to think about competition. Is it benefiting more than just yourself? Hashtag chi says that you can have a religion without concentration of power. You can have a religion whose goal is to distribute power. You can have a political system that distributes power. You can have all of this after instant radical change. My name is Matthew Chudam, the Climate Buddha. This is what's going on. This is what I think the solutions are. I think those solutions are doable. Humanity's best awaits.